All right, guys, welcome to episode 133 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy, Tyler. And I'm Ever Castro. And this week, we talk about the Super Mario Bros. movie. We talk about John Wick, Chapter 4, again, very briefly. We talk about Les Mis and the artistic direction of making <laughs> your shit not able to be heard or seen. Uh, we talk about... Um, Spending too much time with Legend of Dragoon. Talk about trailer spoilers. Um, we talk about uh, the the downfall of Drake uh, again. Um, we talk we talk about being spoiled with music uh, going in. We talk about the NCAA tournament and we talk about the NBA briefly before the playoffs. But first. All right, guys, so let's uh, start with what we've been watching, playing, listening to. I'll let you jump this one off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll do two real quick. Um, one is the big one of the week, and the other one I'll just, you know, a little small movie. Um, so the first big one of the week is uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Okay. Um, so this one came out last Wednesday, and it was, it was a, you know, they used to do these all the time, but they don't really anymore. Um, movies would come out on Wednesday, and then, you know, they'd have Wednesday, Thursday to burn off the man, and they'd be gone. And... I remember um, a bunch of movies when I was growing up, they would do this. They would come out. I think the third Star Wars did a a Wednesday. I think Shrek 2 did a Wednesday. I think maybe in The Matrix 2, that one might have been a third. But they used to do it all the time. Now it's much more rare. I was... As someone, as someone with no like in depth knowledge of the industry, really, like, what would be the purpose of doing that? Like, why would a movie choose to Um, release on a Wednesday as opposed to the normal like Thursday evening? Yeah, I would say just to that, um, so that the super fans get in, or people who like have Wednesdays off, or they have kids or something, they would go and see it, and it would spread word of mouth, so that by the time that Friday and Saturday came, it okay. would sort of do that. But then nowadays, pretty much in social media, you can do that without like having pe- like basically like before it'd be like, well, you know, we need Tom to see it on Wednesday, so that he when he hangs out with Jerry on Friday, he can tell him so that he will go see it. Now There's now like, just some reviews on. Twitter will circulate and get people either mm-hmm. ready to see it or dismiss it. Exactly. And nowadays, and so then they switch from that to more like midnight Thursday releases. And then um, the tragedy at uh, Aurora happened for The Dark Knight Rises, and they kind of push those times. So they don't really do midnight releases. They kind of push them now to like Thursday at 8, which is usually when I go see the movies. Mm-hmm. And so then when I tweet about it or whatever, people start tweeting about it. By the time that people do Friday, then they've already sort of cut that short so i, I think this is kind of why because i guess kids were on spring break and so they wanted kids to go see it um yeah. but anyway the movie itself um it was it was a lot of fun i think it's it's interesting because like as i'm watching it and like it's going through like the sequences and things happen and you know, they're like oh that's the thing that it it's a blast right like i mean sydney and i are fucking like having a great time you know we got popcorn and it's like you know the crowd is really great so when they're you know going crazy we're all cracking up and stuff and then the, the big um sort of like the the climax happens and you're like super into it you're like yeah oh, that was great oh cool yeah oh hell yeah yeah this and that um but then as you're leaving you go well there wasn't much there 
And like the thing, right. the way that things happen, the story beats happen, they just kind of happen just because. Mm-hmm. Um, so have you seen the trailer for it? Or have you seen any scenes from it, from any of the trailers? Or any seen... uh, TV spots or anything? Actually, no, I don't think. I think the only thing I've seen remotely close to a trailer was when everybody was roasting Chris Pratt's uh, Mario voice. Ah, okay, okay. So I think there's one part where he, you see, like, Mario Kart, right? Mm. I th- yeah, I have seen that. Yeah, so so for that scene to happen, somebody goes, well, we got to get to that spot. And he's like, well, we need to, to, to get there. we got to use carts. And it's like, well, right, like, you, like okay. it, you go, okay, cool, because you get to see them, and you get excited, right? And as they're yeah. doing it, you're like, oh, this is going to be awesome. It's going to be just like in the movie, you know, like just like in the game when you pick your car, right? It's going to be so cool. And the sequence is awesome. But then, as a story, you go, well... Why? Why did they have mm-hmm. to do that? Couldn't they just like, you know, use tubes, which is what they've been using? Or, you right. Know what I'm like, so there's like little things like that. Like it's like, oh, this is a power up. And it's like, well, what are the rules to that? Right? Can anybody do it? And like, what happens if you take two? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's. Yeah. It, it, it's not like. Um. Did you ever see the Lego Movie? I did. Yeah. So that one's great. It like takes you know the Lego stuff, but then it also has more to it there's a there's meat to it you know there, mm-hmm. there's rules and then at the end with you know will Farrell, you go oh that's why that's craggle right like you go oh yep. that's who president business is and it's about conforming and non-conforming and your imagination and growing and, and you know not you know sort of being different and this one is like none of that right it's very safe very right. close to the best <laughs> yeah. um which is this is like a this is like a it's sorry i this may be not an apt comparison at all but what went through my head was this sounds like a lesser version of um, No Way Home, where it's like, mm-hmm. I'm getting all the things I like, and we both walked away from that movie thinking it's like a 10 out of 10 experience, but probably yes. like an 8 out of 10 movie. Whereas exactly. this is maybe yes. like a yes. 8 out of 10 experience in a 6 mm-hmm. out of 10 movie. But like while I you're there watching it, if you're part. just throwing everything else to the wind you're like no it's a good job you know yeah exactly yes exactly because like so you know we're in the in the in the final stages of wedding planning and so the last week you know sydney came home she's like well i guess we gotta go see the, you know we had tickets and i was like well, let's go see the movie you know it's short and she's kind of like tired and kind of you know stressed about it and you know we get in and i get her some popcorn i'm like here you know, this will make you know your day a little better but then after the movie you know you kind of come out on a high like wow that was so fun and it, you know you saw the characters that you know and she you know she knows them all through just cultural osmosis. And I, for the most part, do as well. I haven't really played a Mario game since the 64, but I know, you know, Odyssey and Galaxy. Yeah. And, like, I've been alive around, cult, like, you know, like a nerd culture for the last 15 years that I know of it, right? Right. Um, and she had a great time. And, like you said, it's exactly the No Way Home thing. Exactly that. Where you come out of it, you're like, as you get some distance from it, you're like, okay, as a movie, it wasn't that great. But, like, as an experience, being in there with those, like, there are people dressed up as them, screaming and shit. That, that was a great time. And another thing, the movie, so it was made by Illumination. And another guys who made Despicable Me, Secret Life of Pets, uh, Minions. Okay. One more franchise that made them a shit ton of money. That I can't remember, but anyway, these guys make movies really cheaply. They make, I mean, this, all of the Despicable Me, me Despicable Me movies cost like eighty mil, which is like about a third, or sometimes you know half or a third of what Pixar movies cost. Mm-hmm. But they make a shit ton of money, like a like boatloads. Do like like all of the Minions movies have made a billion dollars. The Secret Life of Pets made like nine hundred million dollars. Like I see, massive. I see Sing on here. I don't know if that's Sing. That's the on. other one. Okay. Sing movies. Sing the two the two Sing movies. One of them was COVID ish time, so it didn't do great. But Sing one was fucking gigantic, right? Mm-hmm. Like it made a bunch. Of, like it basically made like twenty mil, and then it made like 10, 20 mil for like 
10 weeks or something like that. <laughs> so basically they have somehow been very lucky in making these movies that, you know, none of them are classics, but they're very popular and they make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And so they are very, it's very apparent. They put a sizable chunk of that money back into the tech because the Super Mario Bro- uh, Brothers movie looks insane. Dude, okay. it looks incredible. Like as you're watching it, like there's a sequence early on because they do like the plumber angle, and they fall down into like the sewers, and then the, there's like water up to their waists. And dude, the fucking water, like I looked, there was Cindy leaned over me, she was like, "Like that's fucking ridiculous. Like it's like Avatar <laughs> two level. Like it looks like <laughs> water, right? right? And then when you know you see them, you, I mean you're seeing pictures of them, right? But then when they get close ups, like when you see a close up of Mario. And like his face, you realize that their faces aren't like cartoon plastic, right? Like it's not like Mr. Incredible. Like there are pores and there's like little, like you see their mustache and there's little tiny hairs right on the edges. And like their eyes have like, you see little like the eyelashes and little tiny hairs. And you're like, dude, what the fuck? And like <laughs> the Magic Kingdom is nuts. Basically, and, and, and it's kind of what I said on here before, and I've said multiple times, is that everybody can do like you, you could have made Mario look like a human. Everybody has the technology. But what's going to win the right. game is if they look, if they have a distinct style. And I think this has right. the game's style, and it looks awesome. But then there's just insane amount of detail in it, kind of like uh, Puss in Boots too. Um, but this, yeah, dude, this was nuts. And, and like as I'm watching it, like I think, uh, I think your kids might be a little too young for it. I don't know. Are they are they Mario kids? All right, uh, so they might be a little too young for it. So we're actually the plan is to go see this with Julian Sunday night. Um, okay. Have her parents watching Miles, but this is it's like it's pretty weird. Um, Julian saw a pair of Mario pajamas and he was like, "Ooh, like that's cool. I want those." Mm-hmm. And it was like right after the movie was announced. Like the jam- the pajamas were not like not related do you get what i'm saying like it wasn't like mario movie pajamas it was just yeah like, he was happened. like i saw that i saw an imdb that these were you know <laughs> <laughs> limited release um no so he just happened to do that and we're like there's a movie coming out and like maybe that's something he'll be interested in like maybe he'll still be interested in mario by the time the movie comes out and that would be a cool movie to try for the first time right um then like, they go to the mall a lot just to walk around in Ashboro. And, you know, Ashboro Mall has, like, those couple little um, posters on, like, mm-hmm. inside the mall and the outside. And one of them is the Mario one with the whole Mario mm-hmm. kingdom. So, he, like, goes running over to it and he loves Bowser for whatever reason. Um, so, there's that. And then, like, he was still kind of into it. And we bought him for his birthday, which was yesterday. Um, we bought him a little, like... I'm going to say like a dollhouse, but it's like, uh, it's, it's Mario themed and there's like Mario. It's, it's actually low key kind of tight. It's got, open it up. Right. Uh, it's actually, it's half. Like there's, there's no opening. It's always open. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But like it's on the inside, it's got one little thing that's got the little fireball chain that rotates. It's got that. So mm -hmm. like, it doesn't rotate on its own, but you can sit there and swing it like in the dungeons with a little fireball chains to try and catch you. It's got like. A little cage to put Princess Peach in. Um, and when you, like, you can put Mario, like, he's trying to get to Princess Peach. And there's, like, a trap door and he'll fall. Um, and, it's, and it comes with, like, two of the Mario coins. The little Mario star. Bowser, Luigi, Peach. You know what I mean? So he's just, he, he loves it. And so we were, like, once he got that gift and he was super into it, we were, like, cool. We're definitely going to see the movie. Um, so 
Hopefully he'll be he'll be into it uh, on Sunday, just off the strength of ba- seeing Bowser on screen and, uh, yeah. and and some other stuff. So I think he will, especially if he. I'm. It's kind of weird. I don't mean that. I just remember kind of from Addy. Would you say that he knows, or he's like Miles is my brother? Like that is my brother. Like we're brothers, or is he still kind of like that's just a kid that lives with me still, or? I don't know. No, he knows. He knows it's his brother. Yeah. Okay. Like you know. Yeah, because the, the movie leans on that a lot. He goes, oh, like you know, basically Mario's whole thing, the whole movie, is that they get separate. He gets separated from Luigi, and the whole movie's like, I gotta get back to him, right? Right. And the, the, like, it's very. It, it, it's like a supremely expensive Saturday morning cartoon for kids. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's like that. It's like just big, but there's like, oh, you know, nothing overstays its welcome, right? To the point where I was like. There's a scene where Peach and Mario are talking, and it ends, and I'm like, you could have given us like a little more, like give us more story. But then I was like, wait, ever, it's the Mario movie, like it's okay, <laughs> it's like, the Mario movie, it's for five it, it, <laughs> Yeah, I'm torn, I'm torn because I'm like, but no, but I've, you know, I've seen the Lego movie, I've seen Puss in Boots, too. yeah, and like, there is a uh, Detective Pikachu, which Detective uh, Pikachu. yeah, 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 where it's like you have a chance to have greatness, even if it is a kids movie, but. Because it is a kids' movie, and all these kids are digging it. I'm not going to be like, "Oh, you kids don't know what you're talking about. You're missing out." And <laughs> the chance to have a subtle, a subtle uh, themes. You know what I'm saying? Especially when, yeah. like I said, there was motherfuckers screaming during scenes of it. Um, oh, a motherfucker definitely said "Wahoo." Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Bowser does a. Uh, there's a bit with Bowser, and every time it happens, there's like a recurring bit. Every time it happened, there's these girls, like two rows in front. They were like, just like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> so, and they were dressed as like the the characters. Okay. Um. So, so when you go see it, I would say I, I I think it's 90 minutes. It's like a clean, crisp 90 minutes, and it moves so fast. That I don't think there's like any slow parts. And like I said, they just go, "Oh well, you know, hello Mario." Blah 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 blah. blah. Anyway, we gotta do this. So that we can, you know, do that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. And one thing um, that's like another thing. So he would have no knowledge of it, but like the McDonald's toys for a while were mm-hmm. Mario Kart. So he like, he, I like. There's no reason he should know Mario Kart, but when mm-hmm. Mario Kart pops up on the screen, he's gonna be like, ah, the toys with Mario driving. Like, yeah, so. and that's a great sequence. Like, it, I was wor- well as I was going in, I was worried about two things. Or I was like, I hope a, hopefully the action scenes are good. Like the 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 action looks crisp, and it, I mean not like you know what I'm saying, like yeah. adventure parts, and they do, they look great. And then also, I was like, I had seen so many tweets about and reviews being like, it's a kids movie, it's a kids movie, and I was like, ah, dude. Like I know, I'm expecting like a kid's story. I just hope that the humor is, you know, enjoyable. That it's not just like Mario, get back here! Oops, I farted. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right. okay, all right. Okay. But the, the jokes, I mean, some of them are are a little, you know, they're for kids. But some of them are pretty funny. Where I was right. you know, giggling or and, and coughing, and Sydney was, you know, um, cracking up at them. So I think you're gonna like it. But like I said, I you know. I think what I would say, keep an eye on, is just that animation. Like keep the keep an eye on the details because they are fucking nuts. Okay. Um, but I definitely, it's not. It, it, you're gonna enjoy. It. Like I don't think there's a world where you're gonna come out and be like, that was a waste of ninety minutes. I can't believe it. Like I think, even um, you know, if you're on my level of Super Mario Bros. Um, exposure, you're gonna enjoy it. If you're less, I think so too. I think I don't know. I just can't. I, I just can't see how anybody would come out of this movie and be like, that was a waste of money. Or like, it breaks your brain. This is dog shit. This is dog shit. Uh, I wasted 90 minutes of my precious time on earth doing this. I'm like, no, like there is, 
right now, a woman who's about to get married, who's very stressed, and this movie was a ray of light for an hour and a half. Like, if you can, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no, like, I, I just don't know. I don't know what I mean. I don't want to meet the person who comes out of this and like, wow, that was boring. That sucked. Well, the thing is, is I feel like I agree with you 100%. And what's funny is I, I don't think I would have a problem, like, being around the person that was like, that's gonna suck. I don't have a problem with that person because, like, uh, you knew what it was <laughs> when you walked in the door. Like, like if you're the person that was like, that's probably going to suck or I'm not going to enjoy it and so I'm just not going to watch it, I'd be like, cool. But if you went into this expecting something and then came out like, that's bullshit. Like, you're an idiot. Like, <laughs> right, right. Something like a greatness. Like, I wasn't expecting that. Like, I wasn't expecting the Lego movie. I knew not. Well, a, because I'd seen the reviews, but then also B, I was like, it's Illumination. Like, they do, like, the fucking minions, right? They do, like, right. banana. And it's like, okay, all right. Like, I get it. Right? So, I wanted I know, this to yeah. be Remember the Titans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, I want this to be about race. I want this to say about Italians and the American culture, right? Um, oh, but, God. Uh, Give me the old gabagool. Uh, <laughs> I think I gave it a three and a half out of five. Okay, um, that's fair. I think it'd be like a seven, but I think for the same reason that you said, I think the reason it's not a three is because I just had I had so much fun with it. I think if it would have been like a little bit more like a pedestrian movie or didn't look as nice, I probably would have been like yeah, it's a two and a half or three. But I think it looks so fucking nuts, and then also is a great time that I'm like I just can't I, I can't I just can't not give it a three and a half right like I just can't. I'm sorry. Um, but I mean, it has made all the money in the world, so there's there's going to be a sequel for sure. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if you know Nintendo options Illumination or maybe other studios to do maybe uh, you know Star Fox or, or Zelda okay. Link. I can't imagine that's not on the way. All right, so um, I, I do have two questions. Mm-hmm. I want to know if this movie references. So here's the thing: I don't play, I don't really fuck with Mario games all that much. Mm-hmm. Yes, but there's two Mario games. That I, all right. This is this is wild. One of them I love, and then the other one, I, I only ever played at a fucking Walmart when you used to fucking hold the controller oh, yeah. and uh, fucking look up. break your neck in half and <laughs> <laughs> shatter your fucking vertebrae at the base of your neck. Um, it would wobble, but it would just be like the, like the smallest wobble in the world, like the controller, and it'd be all oh yeah, wobbling. like just enough to give you the feeling that you should be able to position yourself differently, but mm-hmm. without actually being able to do so. <laughs> um, yeah, so the only other one I played, well, no, I've played other ones, but the one I'm thinking of, I only played it at Walmart on one of those, and I remember thinking this is the dopest looking shit, and I totally forgot about that game until I was like a full grown adult. And then, like, I have some friends that are big Nintendo fans. And I was like, hey, I never played this game. Was it actually any good? And they were like, it was fucking amazing. And I was like, I knew it. Um, so, the, the do they reference at all Luigi's Mansion? Does, yes. does it? Okay. Yes. <laughs> fucking beautiful. That's, very... that's the one I played that I love. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I... I... There's a small sequence early, early on that references it. It's not like a one to one because there's mm-hmm. no, like, no ghosts, but it is like you'll go, oh, that's that's the you know like this and that, and All like, right. and that's a perfect example of it of what I was saying where it's like things just happen just because because there's like something that happens, and then if you were just oh cool he landed there oh it's like the thing, but then afterwards you go, why, why? was that house there? <laughs> why did he end that... up with a vacuum? Oh. Yeah, exactly. It's like, why <laughs> why is he in that manner? Like why did those things? How, like, what are those characters that came after him appear in that way? 
Right. Nobody ever goes, oh my god, he landed in the blankety blank. They just go, oh, he landed in like a land, and then they just ha- like you know. What I'm but but I guess again, when it's happening, you're like, whoa, oh my gosh, oh, it's happening. It's like a chase scene, <laughs> right? Um, you're, the, you're doing the Leo DiCaprio fucking snap of the fingers point. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, we just mentioned. I told All Sydney, right. I was like, I used to hate the the, the haunted mansions because uh-huh. they have that creepy music and then they, the fucking ghost like the, he did the ghost that when you looked at, you looked at him he didn't move and then when you looked away he like moved oh away. yeah <laughs> like, I was hated hated it so Luigi's Mansion was the one I had played that I loved mm-hmm. and the other one that I never really got to play but I remember thinking it was cool and I was told it was amazing after the fact was uh, I don't even know if you know this one Super Mario Sunshine yes yes that was like the um so, like, every console before the Switch, which I think I said a few, had, like, their main premiere prestige Mario game. I think that one was the one for the GameCube. Yep, it was on the GameCube. Luigi's Mansion was also on the GameCube, but obviously that's kind of like a spin-off title kind of mm-hmm. deal. But, yeah, Super Mario Sunshine, he's got the there's, like, fucking... Goo. All I remember is I remember thinking there's, like, black goo all over the shit, and he's got, like, the little super soaker to spray it all away. Yeah. yeah. And is that so referenced that at all? Um, not that one. Not, okay, or maybe, okay. maybe if it is, maybe it was like a background thing, dude. Somebody was saying there's like this. Somebody who's like deep into Mario, they were like, this movie has the most Easter eggs per minute that I've ever seen in my life. Like, it's like, okay. like every <laughs> every shot, every screen, every frame of the movie has some sort of thing in the corner in the reference of like whether it's like on a truck or somebody's holding a, a specific uh, tool or there's like a fish or something. And mm-hmm. most of the things just kind of went over my head. And it was kind of like, I was telling Sydney, I was like, it's kind of like uh, when I went to see Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Um, where it was I can like, tell that's a thing, but I don't know what it is. for somebody because they would be like a beat to it. Yeah. And some people would be like, you'd hear like, oh, and I'd be like, I'm looking for some nerd in here. Somebody got that. Um, but uh, they don't mention that one. And well, that's interesting that you mentioned those two games. Because somebody was saying, they were, you know how I was saying that it doesn't really take chances as a story. And mm-hmm. they were like, because they play it so safe. Because we've talked on here before about Nintendo being insanely litigious and being right. very like, you know, you will, our brand is, they're like Mickey Mouse, right? Our brand is our brand. You will not fuck with it. Like, you will do exactly what we say. And some, I was reading a review or uh, listening to a review and somebody was like, yeah, the movie's too safe. Just like the video games. And somebody was like, but that's the weird thing. Is that with the video games, they play pretty fast and loose they kind of take chances like like you can right. easily be like we're gonna do mario 64 on the gamecube we're gonna make it bigger but they go no right. it's gonna be like a super soaker they're like okay right and then they're we're like all right luigi let's do right? right we're gonna make luigi a ghostbuster and then they're like you know what we're gonna put mario in space and they're like all right, right what if we put mario in a paper world that's 2d and like flips back and forth like they really do swing for the fences with their fucking exactly. games the the real Mario isn't Mario. It's his hat. His hat is the real Mario. We're gonna put it on a dinosaur, right? Like it's like it's very out there shit. But I think people just assume that it's like it's like you, you when you look at it at afterward, you go, oh, that that's just Mario stuff. But when you look at it from before, you kind of if you really think about it, you go, they've kind of been taking chances like forever, right? He jumps mm-hmm. into pictures and it takes him to a different world. Like, that's not in Super Mario World. That's, <laughs> you know, he puts, like, he, he, he grabs a, a, a pen and he's able to fly now. It's like, it's all very mm-hmm. imagined, big, wacky swing for the fences. It's just interesting that in everything but the video games, they're super like, nope, stick to the brand. You know, yeah. no, we're gonna do the, you know, pretty much like we said here before, like, I'm sure they had, like, a couple of reps, you know, over the shoulder of the Illumination animators and being like, Toad is too big. His voice is too deep. Give me a couple octaves up. You know, they did like the South Park. She like, click, 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 click. 
Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, just uh, yeah, text me, let me know, and you know, you can we can discuss it next time and see what you thought and what you liked and didn't like. Okay, but, so uh, yeah, I, I may have spoiled something for myself slightly. I mean, not like any serious way, but I go yeah. I just googled like Super Mario Sunshine reference in movie. And I can see what you're saying, and that this is going to have just an ignorant amount of Easter eggs, because this is some weird zoomed-in fucking shot where, like, nothing else, nothing is in frame, just to be clear. Like, it, huh? it's, but this is clearly in the background. I can tell because it's out of focus. I can tell this is in the background, and it's a billboard, and it says Shine Travel Agency, and there's dolphins on it, and apparently in Super Mario Sunshine, you are on Dolphin Island. And people are like, there it is. They're like, they're like, <laughs> exactly. found it. There's like, if you, there's like an article, yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about, where like, <laughs> if you're looking, like, that would be like, oh, this is like a funny name. And, but if you know it, you go, oh, that's, a, oh my God, I remember that name. You probably start crying. But if. <laughs> You don't. You're just like, oh, cool, sunshine, dolphins, cool, <laughs> right? Um, but yeah, all right. So, what uh, what else have you uh, gotten into? Or do you want me to go ahead and drop uh, one of my small ones real quick? Um, I'll do two super quick ones. Okay. Um, and then I'll I, I watched John Wick Chapter Four again. Um, okay. still great, still okay. awesome. Um, it flew by. Um, I can't really think of any. Oh, one small thing I noticed is that the it's interesting that the movies are extremely violent. But not very gory. Okay, just to be clear, I don't know what... My brain, you said the movies are extremely violent. And I went, they are, but there's never any blood. And you're like, but not gory. Like, instantly in my brain, I was like, there's usually not too much blood. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a scene... You, know, you haven't seen it yet, but it's, it's not really a spoiler. Somebody falls from a high... Of, of like, height. I guess mm -hmm. high height. And then they fall kind of mostly on their head, sort of on their neck. And, you know, John Wick goes down the stairs to, you know, see, like, look at them, turns their body over, and their face is just, like, their normal face. Like, mm -hmm. like, there's no, like, you, you know, I think Bush. movies nowadays. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think movies nowadays, because they can do it with CGI, with prosthetics, gore is exponentially more than it's ever been, right? Like, if a motherfucker gets punched in the jaw in a horror movie or a super violent action movie, you see their jaw, like, to the side, right? Now you see his <laughs> top teeth or something, right? right? Yeah. And this feels very much like a throwback to The Matrix or other movies from the 90s where, you know, a guy got shot and you see the squibs and, like, pow, pow, two squibs and they fall over, right? Yeah. Whereas now, if you, you know, shoot somebody, you see, like, half their chunk is missing because they can <laughs> do it instead of, like, fucking, we're gonna do it. And, um, but, yeah, I just thought, I had the thought as I was watching, I was like, I mean, there's blood, there's, like, little, like, little squibs, like, CGI, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's not dry. Like, But even those squibs, I feel like, are very muted compared to, but, like, yeah, squibs yeah. I've seen in the past. Like, if you watch the squibs in RoboCop, have you seen, you know, where the... The OG? I have not. Oh, okay. Well, there's a, there's a part where the... If you want to look it up right now, just look up Ed, ED209 Squibs, and it's a robot that goes haywire, and it, like, you can skip, I think, to the very end, and he's shooting this guy, because he's like a robot. He's like, you have 10 seconds to put down the gun, and the guy's like, oh, I put it down, and the robot doesn't realize that he put it down. He's like, you have 10 seconds, 9, 8, and everybody's, like, freaking out, and then he just starts shooting this, like, executive, and it has the most squibs you have ever seen in your life, <laughs> Um, but if you're watching it, so yeah, so, like, as I'm watching John Wick, I'm like, this actually isn't that violent, like, or it, I mean, it's extremely violent, but it's not that gory, and I, I think, um, yeah, that's just something that popped in my head, and I think I don't think any of them really are. I think probably the most gory you see. God, what would it be? What would it be? 
I guess when he chops off his own finger in three, maybe like that's kind of it. Um, but um, all right, hold on. I'm gonna send you the screenshot because the thing is, I have not watched this clip, but I'm gonna send you the fucking thumbnail that I just saw, and I don't need to watch it anymore. <laughs> is it the motherfucker on the table? And he's just like, oh. no, nah, not quite. Uh, tell me. Tell me when you see this. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, bro? Yeah, dude. And then he just so the you know the regular one he goes and like his body's like convulsing. Yeah. And then in the director's cut, it's like in the the normal cut it just stops. In the director's cut, it just keeps going. He just keeps shooting his body. <laughs> <and> he's... <laughs> yeah, dude. And um, and it's it's so funny. I mean, well, maybe not funny. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's because I watched it as a kid. Also, also, just to be clear. I love the idea that that was a director's cut thing, which means <laughs> that he filmed it that way the first time, and then they were like, let's cut this, and he had to have been like, why? And you're like, bro, it's just, he's just shooting the same fucking guy, and he's like, I know, that's what I'm trying to prove, like, I, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> uh, Paul Verhoeven, he also did a Total Recall, and he did Starship Troopers. I've never seen did. Total Recall either. Which I've heard is also amazing. Um, that was pretty great. Wait, uh, Starship Troopers, is that the weird, like, right, I've never seen it again. Um, is this the one where people say, like, it's like kind of like a parody slash, like, commentary on, like... Fascism and, like, yeah. Nazis? Yeah, because yeah, all of the soldiers are, like, blonde hair, blue eyes, like, ripped. And the bugs, they, like... It's yeah, it's it's like a Nazi totalitarian. Like they're like you know, emotions are we're unnecessary, and that's why we you know outlaw democracy. And it's it's like that. Yeah. Okay. Um. So the guy's kind of like he's got like a weird streak to him, and I think I prefer my favorite one of his is Robocop because it's like mm-hmm. lean and it has that great scene. So, um. But uh. Anyway, so yeah, that's just my John Wick thoughts. Um. It was great. And then the other thing, um, I went to see Les Mis, Les Misérables at Deepak the musical. Um. I'd seen the so I'd never seen the musical. Okay. I saw the movie that came out in 2012, and as I'm watching the show, I'm like, damn, I remember a lot more of this movie than I remember. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's why Anne Hathaway does this, and then she dies, and then she does that. And I was like, damn, I remember a lot more of it. Um, it was great. I, I mean, I liked it. You know, it was good. Um, one thing that as I was leaving, I was talking to my friend Francesca, and we were both like, yeah, is that the guy, the the light, the, the director, or whoever is in charge of the show, mm-hmm. Like, wanted to create an atmosphere, a moody thing, right? And so the lights on the stage were, like, sort of, like, dark lights. It was, like, um, like the lights on a old, like, old, old car where they're all yellow. And so you turn them on, and so there's, yeah. like, a haze to them, right? Yeah. And, which is, like, I'm trying to be atmospheric. But then I'm also, like, motherfucker, we cannot see. <laughs> we cannot see the people's faces on stage unless you're right close. I need you to give me those halogen white lights. Like, just blast these people. Like, <laughs> the costumes and the stage will be our, and our in, in imagination will do the work. Just let us see. Because early on, I was like, it was dark because, you know, they just turn off the lights. I was like, maybe my eyes are getting used to it. I'm like blinking and like doing like a, oh. And then after a while, I'm like, nope, nope. The guy just, he just made it too dark. Great. This is awesome. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it, it's I I read either read an article or watched a video, and I feel like I read an article, um, where like a sound designer was talking about like why why do people have so many problems hearing dialogue in movies, um, like 
I, I, I've had this problem. I don't know if we've talked about it, but like sometimes it's like you fucking have the volume on uh, arbitrarily 20 and like, mm-hmm. you're like, I can't fucking hear these people. You turn it up to 25 and then the next time there's any action, your whole fucking house is like shaking. You're like, God damn. Mm-hmm. like you turn it down. Mm-hmm. Then they start talking. Like, God damn, turn this shit back up. Like, exactly. And, yes, and, yes. and I saw a thing where the, like a audio engineer or whatever you call that position, um, is talking about it. And basically he's like, uh, like there's a lot of problems that that you have to like constantly deal with um but he's like the other thing you have to like kind of think about is like apparently some directors just want it to be like that and the, the answer i got <laughs> or the answer that they said was that it was like one person that has i think said it in a in an interview like a recorded interview i think they were talking about christopher nolan and they were like have you ever had the complaint that like some people find it hard to hear the dialogue and he's like i like it like that and it's like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> like he's like yeah that's that's and... what i want and i'm like what do you what does that mean and i think the other thing was uh that the audio engineer mentions is like if you if you're the director and you know the script in and out mm-hmm. when you listen to the like playback and like they're like, I want the music louder or the explosions louder. And they turn it up and they're like, perfect. And the guy's like, I can't understand what they're saying. The director's like, I know exactly what they're saying. It's not a problem at all. And it's like, yeah, because because you're the one that wrote the shit. (laughs) Yeah. It's like when you're out in public and you hear a song that you know in the distance, you know what song it is and you know which part it's on, maybe even from the bass, just because you know that song as well. Or you hear one word. You'll hear one word and be like, "Ah, all right, that's that line. And then you're like in tune with it. But then you're like, I really don't, I can't tell what they're saying. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I can see that 1000% that. Plus, like, Nolan probably has the best Dolby Atmos Mega Ultra speakers in the world, so they can <laughs> you know, get everything. And I'm sure, like you said, they, they just like that better because they can be like, well, you know, in life, when you talk, you're here, but explosions are up here. And he's like, well, yes, but this is a movie, so they both need to be at the same level. <laughs> it's the worst. Like, I, 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 um, I have a sound bar downstairs, and mm-hmm. anytime we listen to one of the Bluetooths, during the actual like Top Gun, during Top Gun, I have to turn on this like setting, turn it off, so that it sounds great. Like the room, like you hear the rumble, right? Right. But then when somebody goes, you hear Tom Cruise be like, you know, give me, give me tone, give me tone, and it's like okay. So then when there's like talking scenes, I basically have to have my hand on the remote, knowing <laughs> the scenes are coming, and I'm watching people I'm turning on and off, and it's just it's so annoying because I I gotta Google, I have to Reddit something or figure it out which which is like the default setting because like there's like a setting that's supposed to be like for dialogue. It's supposed to amplify dialogue. Right. Cool. But then when there's an explosion or a loud sound, it like does the loud sound and then it like mutes it a little bit for the sound afterwards. So if there's like a right, right. I'm like, it's just the worst. It's the worst <laughs> because it's like, I don't, as a kid, it was all, like you said, all 20. You, you, when you said it's at 20, that you, you go, that's what I get, right? Right. So like, you know, your mom goes, that's too loud. It's because the, t- the dialogue and the explosions were at the same level. Now it's like, you know, you could be watching something and then all of a sudden you're, okay, that was the base. Oh, sorry, kids. Right. Yeah. I know you were sleeping, but you think a tree just fell on the house, but really I just couldn't hear these motherfuckers blame, talking 10 minutes exactly. ago. Blame Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Blame Christopher Nolan. He ruined your sleep. <laughs> Taking this shit to court. Oh God. Dear Mr. Nolan. Yeah. Blame that motherfucker with, from Les Mis with the lights too low. 
Exactly. That's the thing. Is like, he, he was like, I know exactly what these actors are doing. They're fucking killing exactly. it. You know, they're, uh, it's just, I see them in, like, in their two you know, two feet away from me like every day. Mm-hmm. But because I'm like, and then there's a part, you know, later on, you know, somebody has blonde hair, long hair, and another character also has it. I'm like, wait, is that that one? So like, if I didn't know the movie, even mm-hmm. if I had the, the barest of thought, I was, you know, I had, for a second there, I was like, wait, is that the guy? Oh, wait, no. It's just that I can't see the fucking faces. Thanks. You were like, you were like fuck, is that Neil Druckmann or Troy Baker? I can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that, except they put a, they put like a filter over them so they can look like this. <laughs> exactly. Oh, um, but uh, yeah, that's uh, lame is it was a great show otherwise, but yeah, that was like a little, I think as it, when it became like different scenes, like during the day or like, you know, like a different thing, turn up lights a little bit, but for like early on for the first third, I was like, I can't see shit. That's pouting in your seat. Like, I can't see shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, that's all. That's it's different. I got a couple more things that I can tag, you know, real quick after yours, but, but what have you been doing? What have you been up to? All right. So I'm going to just, I, I actually probably just hit all three of mine real quick. Cause, uh, two of them were real quick and the other one, then's not very long either. So the first one, just legend of Dragoon, been playing the shit out of it. I just hit disc four. I'm sure I'm getting near the end. Um, a couple big twists. Um, I kind of fucked up a little bit, which is to say there are some, all right, let's try to explain this. There are some items. Let's, all right, here's, here's a good one. I just hit disc four. I found a regular weapon at a shop and to buy it, it was 400 gold and it was better than the thing I had been at, I had in previously. Because it's disc four, it's the final disc. This is going to be my strong thing. It's 400 gold, right? Very early on, you come across a shop that has some items that are 10,000 gold. And so the thing is that these are very clearly the strongest items in the game. And I may or may not have just grinded my dick off. And now everybody in my party... like. If you were to look up a list, anybody mm-hmm. were to look up a list of Legend of Dragoon for, like, best armor choices for every character, mm-hmm. it's going to have the main two points. It's going to be, like, their best weapon, which is unique to them, and then it's going to be, like, that armor and that helmet that are both 10,000 each. And what's funny is all of them say that, and then the next, like, the guide will be like, all right, and here's your other option. Because, they're like, most people are not going to have... 20,000 gold, or even if they do, they're just going to buy it for one character, and you still got two more characters to equip. So, like, here's your secondary list of things that are specific to them that they can wear. Mm-hmm. Not me, though. Uh, so, everybody <laughs> everybody I've got has the best shit, and I just hit disc four. I hit an area called that's in the desert called the Death Frontier, and there's fucking just, like, a bunch of enemies, like, constantly attacking you. And I'm sure it's called the Death Frontier because it's supposed to be challenging. But everybody in my squad is just standing there, just getting punched in the face, and like not caring. Like, like I'm so <laughs> I'm so fucking strong right now. And so like I think I might have caused the problem where like everything is going to be trivial from here on out. But you know I'm still having a good time. So um, I'm gonna get to the boss and just like one shot him and be like, all right, that's cool. <laughs> like, oh god, I am god. He's gonna give a climactic villain speech, and then everybody's just gonna get one turn, and then he's dead. Um, um, it, um, I, I had a sort of similar armor situation in Ragnarok where I boosted one, I spent all my money boosting one, 
thinking that was the best one. And then I Googled, I was like, well, which armor do I need for this thing? And they're like, well, motherfucker, you have to find these magic dragons that are encased in stone. And I was like, oh, yeah. How, how, how was I supposed to know that? And then, <laughs> like, I found him. And then it's like, oh, you don't have enough money to boost him. And I was like, dude, <laughs> grind in this fucking tournament for like three hours to get the money. It's just, <laughs> I, I think, yeah, I, I, I think armor in, in games sometimes are more frustrating than they're worth. Where I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I don't need this. I did grind it. <laughs> Uh, I did come back. <laughs> I, I don't need this. I do need this. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, uh, I, I, my people are infinitely too strong at this point. Um, so, there's that Legend of Dragoon. Um, the story took um, some... How many... Oh, go sorry, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, how, how long has the story been so far? You said you have, I think, one disc left, right? Yeah, I've got one disc left. Again, it's I, I can't really give you like a time frame because I can tell you how many hours I have in it. But I had to have spent a very large chunk of those just farming gold so that my people would have the best things. So, like, like uh, right now, I think it's at, like, 60 hours. And there's there's no reason it should have taken 60 hours up to this point. But I was like, I can't have this one guy have all the best shit and my other two people just be weak. So then I, like, went above and beyond. And I was like, oh, I didn't need to do that. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So there's that. Um State of play happened recently. I don't know when. Um, Sony had a state of play thing. They they showed 25 minutes of gameplay of Final Fantasy 16. And I cannot bring myself to watch it. Because there's no way in 25 minutes of gameplay, you're not going to show me some shit that I wish I didn't see for the first time when I was playing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like what? what it'd be like if you're that, playing... Yes. If you showed me 30 minutes of Ragnarok, I'm going to see something that I wish I would have come across for the first time when I went to do it. You know what I mean? 100%. That's why I don't watch trailers. Yeah. And I remember being like, um, during, I broke that, I used to, I have that rule still. I don't watch, it's, it's, it used to be very strict. It used to be nothing. No trailers ever, 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 ever. Mm-hmm. And then around Endgame, I was like, eh, you know, and during COVID, I was like, ah, oh, you know, life's too short. I could literally die of, of this disease and not get to see, you know, Top Gun or something. But I'm so I'm now I'm a little bit more loose, but I still so like if a movie comes out like oh like Guardians the first mm-hmm. Guardians trailer came out it was only like two minutes and then there was another one that came out I think like a month ago or a little bit less that's like the final trailer and that one I haven't watched so I'm pretty okay. much just like very pick and choose like pretty much if the first trailer of a movie I'll watch and then or if it's if it's a Nolan movie I don't watch any of them if it's like but then for Avatar two I was like I'm watching everything and everything like all of it doesn't <laughs> matter because it's I was like well you know. If you added it all, all the trailers up, it's only like five minutes or six minutes, and the movie's like three hours long. I was wrong because there are very cool shots toward the end that are in the trailer that I was like, "Damn, if I, if I would have just watched that, right?" There's one shot where they're like, they're like on a sinking. There's something sinking, and they're like running down. And I was like, as I'm watching the movie, I'm like, "Oh, when is that going to happen? That still hasn't happened yet. How are they going to get into that predicament because it hasn't happened yet?" Um, so I'm sure, I, I think my brain just remembers everything, Yeah, you know, that I see visually too well, because Sydney's like, I don't remember any of it, but I'm sure you're like the same, like you said, like, it'd be nice to, like, if I saw, like, somebody doing something, I'm gonna be like, oh, I can't wait to the sequence where I can do that, right, in the game. Yeah, so there's definitely something, I'm in the same boat, and there's definitely something wrong with my brain, which is that, alright, so I saw a thing, 
And I'm not going to ask you to confirm or deny because I don't want to know. And I'm just going to have to sit with this knowledge, the curse, um, and just hope that it's wrong. So maybe I don't um, know what actually happens. But even while we were talking about this just now, I was like, oh, yeah, I think I accidentally saw something about a movie. And as you were talking about it, I was like, what movie was that? Here's the thing. I don't want to know. I don't know why I'm trying to remember the shit that I wish I had (laughs) forgotten. But here I am. And I was like, oh. I read one reply. See, here's here's the here's the benefit to this the way I read it. I read one reply to one tweet, and it could have been a troll. It could have been like a not like a troll, like trying to ruin something, but it could just been a guy making a stupid joke. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, uh, maybe a spoiler alert. I don't know. Uh, but like, I feel like someone said something about John Wick dying. And so I'm like, I don't know if that's real or not. <laughs> like, and I don't want to know. know. <laughs> right. right. Because it's like, it's like you, what you wish your brain could go scrub it, scrub it, scrub it. Right. <laughs> right. Like, I think I told the story here about the dark Knight, where I was just like back, back in the, when I was in high school in those days, I watch everything. I used to watch the trailers before I went to see it. I would watch the first movie and then the trailer for the new movie and then watch it. The, you know what I'm saying? Like, I used to watch. I used to love trailers. I used to watch all of them. Right. And I remember one time, I was, you know, watching The Dark Knight. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see The Dark Knight tomorrow. It's going to be great. Scrolling down comments. What are people saying? My people. They're excited, too. And then it said, uh, Rachel dies. Harley dies. Joker gets arrested. Or something like that. Somehow <laughs> somebody knew. And I was like, oh. Okay. <laughs> well wow. fuck me i guess wow. <laughs> i wish i could erase my brain but and then because your brain knows that it's done seeing something valuable it makes it like it sticks on it right like you could see a thousand comments of like wow this sucks ass this is bullshit wow you know pussy farts whatever you'd be like right. oh whatever scroll, 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 scroll. but because somebody mentioned something valuable you go oh and your brain goes oh remember that that's valuable because you 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 had an emotional reaction to it I'm like thanks cool thanks brain right so like for example if you were to be sitting in in like another room and then you said uh something that a sentence of some sort that included the words fucking asshole and then your son comes up to you and he says what's fucking asshole the key (laughs) the key is to not make a big deal of it it's like i know something and then he just doesn't say it again and you're like thank god because that would have been rough. I'm not saying that's happened to anybody. <laughs> and I, I've, whoever it was, I'm sure they thought they were safe because they were in another room, but it was still heard. Um, theoretically, allegedly. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's the key. Is because I it hasn't happened again. But I guarantee, and if I'm like, "Ooh, don't say that," it, it would have turned into a whole thing. Like his brain would have been like, "Key right. it in, like, let's fucking key it in right here," and then I had to deal with that for the rest of my life. But yeah, no, so we're good. Or, or whoever that was would have had to deal with that for the rest of their life, allegedly. Yeah. Um, see, I, I didn't see me. I meant uh, somebody. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that, and then the last thing I wanted to touch on is uh, I'm actually gonna have a little context for this as well. Um, so I've been arguing with everybody at my work because most of the people in work are hip hop fans. Um, but they all keep telling me that Eminem is top five and I'm like, you guys got to fucking stop. And they're like, but look at all these lists online where people have him in top five. And I'm like, 
that's fine. He's not, but that's fine. And then they're like, look at these Spotify listens. And I gotta say, Eminem Spotify listens are fucking bonkers. Like, I would have never in a million years thought that his listens would shit on Drake's, but they do. It's like, let's put it this way. Drake's one dance is like 2.6 billion listens. And like, then he has one more that's like 2.1 bill. And then everything else is like kind of like, I mean, there's high ones, obviously. Eminem has like five or six songs that all have at least a billion. And I'm like, what are we talking about? And like, and this is like on his old albums. I'm like, yo, motherfuckers love them some Eminem, but he is not mm-hmm. top five. So, anyway, so this is the conversation we've been having, right? And like, then somebody, somebody said something about Machine Gun Kelly. And I was like, stop it, bro. He's like, no, nah, he's popular. And I was like, okay but he's and i was like i don't think he's that popular one and so it's like yeah so i like look up just like a couple random people that are like semi-popular now and like all right for example ice spice who i think might literally have two or three songs at this point had like three times as many mgk listeners or three three times as many monthly listeners as mgk and the thing was is he was like see He's like, nah, the numbers don't mean they're good. And I was like, that's what I'm trying to tell you with Eminem, is that the numbers don't mean that he's good. That's what I'm trying to tell you. And what... like, It's like, when they showed you those numbers, you were like that, I don't know if you've seen that uh, clip of uh, Quentin Tarantino, where he's talking about, I think he's talking about Disney, where he goes, they are intentionally trying to fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> I have not, but that's hilarious. You have to said that to me. He's talking about, I think, I think I have a bookmark because I use it for like when the Cowboys shit themselves or something <laughs> oh or the Tar Heels blow a lead. I just have that ready so I can quote you that and be like, no, they're, you know, this is okay. my teams. Oh, it's so close. I have it. So, nope. so what's funny is one of the guys yeah. that argues the hardest in favor of Eminem, he's a huge right. Drake fan. To, oh, go ahead. Way to fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness so the, oh, sorry, continue. so the guy is an ardent defender of Eminem and he's a yeah. big Drake fan and I'm like I don't really like Drake at all honestly mm-hmm. and so we, so then Drake releases his new song called Search mm-hmm. and Rescue Yeah. and I think this song is fucking awful um, I hate it it's got like this awful fucking sound cloud like fucking early 2010 soundcloud ass yeah. sound mm-hmm. and like like everything sounds like there's a little like a digital layer over it which i know it doesn't make any fucking sense but that's the only way i can describe it with my limited knowledge of audio engineering um but it's like it just sounds very like digitized and also like i just think it's a terrible song it's like it's the worst version of Drake, and it's the worst version of that version of Drake to me. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. um, and so what's funny is I'm listening to it with this guy who likes Drake a lot, and then we finished the song, and he was like, that was dog shit. And I was like, it was fucking dog shit, actually. It was terrible. And so we're like, <laughs> we're laughing about that, right? And then one of his boys comes into the office, and he's like, did you hear the new Drake song? And we were both like, yeah, man, what'd you think? And he was like, I love it. And we were like, it's awful. And he was like, what and he looked it up and he posted it had like some crazy amount of views in like the first day and my the fucking guy who was the eminem and he was like bro those views don't mean shit it's just a bunch of people listening to it for the first time and blah blah, blah. and i was like 
yeah, the numbers don't mean shit. Uh-huh. I turned to him, I immediately turned on him. I'm like, it's almost like Eminem having all these views don't mean shit. And so I just, I flipped it on him. I flipped it He's on like, him. like, I got you. I got you in 4K. <laughs> I got you right <laughs> here. Oh, um, I, so I listened to it. Like, I think before we got on, I said, you asked me if I'd seen it. And I think, or I'd listened to it. And I think I listened to it only once. And I was like, I'll go back to it. And I never did. But my friend, I have a um, a friend who I used to work with. And we're still in touch, but she's a huge Drake fan. She loves Drake. She loves The Weeknd. Those are like her two favorites. Mm-hmm. And she was like, what do you think? And I was like, ah, I I, basically what I said, listen to it once. I'll get back to you later. She's like, I kind of didn't like it. And I was like, wow. And he's lost <laughs> you. That's when, you know, it's, it's scary out. <laughs> and what's, what was extra funny too, is that, uh, the guy that, that was the Drake fan that we, that like got me to listen to it in the first place with him for the first time is he, the reason he knew the new song came out is because he saw an Instagram post by someone i don't remember who uh like i don't know if it was hot new hip-hop but like one of those right like like a hip-hop based site like it was like drake released what do you think blah 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 and then um he was like i didn't read the comments we listened to the song he was like that was dog shit he went back to it looked at the comments and like 80 percent of the comments were like this is awful this is terrible. Mm-hmm. And he was like laughing about it. And then like we found out later that day that that website took that post down because wow. all the fucking comments on it were like, this shit's trash. Oh, and and I was, when I was talking to my friend about it, I was like, I was like, all right, Crystal, this might, look, I love Drake. I grew up on Drake. Uh, he was the soundtrack for most of my life. But. He was the voice of a generation. He was the voice of a generation. <laughs> but. If by twenty, he if by twenty twenty five, by January first twenty twenty five, if he has not put out an album or a number of songs that I would consider great, I will have been what is it called underwhelmed by him for longer than I loved his music. Because yeah. from two thousand nine to twenty seventeen, I was like, he can do no wrong. They're all hits. Nothing was the same. Let's go. Most of views. Fuck yeah. More life. Let's go. I love it. And then Scorpion comes out, and I was like, eh, it's mid. And then all the other bullshit he's put out since, I'm like, this is all mid, or less than mid. It's like, it's like trash. And so then that, that was, you know, 2009, 2017, that's eight years. So mm-hmm. from 2017 to 2025, that'll be eight years. So I'm like, the moment that clock starts ticking past eight years. <laughs> I washed, bro, trash. Washed. Scary hours. So yeah. he better stop doing whatever he's doing and be like, oh, I gotta, you know, get I, I don't know. I wish I could go up to him and be like, bro, stop hanging out with these people. Like, realize that none of this is sticking, right? right. Like, um, where was I that I was? Oh, it was, I was, and then I watched him do Dreamville. You yeah. know, with J. Cole. And also J. Cole a little bit too, but you know, that's not, um, where they're, the crowd is like, <sighs> you know, they, they come out and they're like, <sighs> and he does old songs, right? He does like right above it. Everybody, oh, oh my god oh, right and then he does a newer song and he's like okay same thing with j cole a little bit right he does uh get off my dick and everybody's like oh, oh and then he does one of his new bullshit ones and people are like oh okay cool fine, fine, okay. <laughs> and i was telling sydney i was like you know like like nobody wants to say anything right it's like emperor's new clothes sometimes with drake but just you can't screams are authentic i think if you like if i heard if i was at at a concert and drake came out and he started doing 
I don't know, Crew Love or some song or like, what's the song? Headlights, headlines from Take a Lick, Take Care. I'd be like, oh my God, he's doing the fucking great songs, right? <laughs> but even if he came out, even though he was right there in my face, if he did like a 2022 song, I'd be like, oh, yay, Drake is here, everybody, fun. <laughs> so I know what you mean. I even, yeah, this song, I was like, you know, the fact that I didn't go back to it, me, the man, you know, I used to go back and I'd be like, oh, this Drake song, I listen to it and be like, oh, this is great. And then you listen again and again and you show people and then you play it at parties or you play it in your car. Or if I'm the guy who like goes, that was fine. And then your brain literally goes, not touching that again. Mm-hmm. Then there's a problem. And, you know, now yeah. I'm like. So the thing is like, all right, so I just, I happen to look it up because I remember. All right. The two lines I remember hearing in the song immediately. I was like, bro, stop it. Is he said, ha. I know I'm a pit bull, but Dale, mommy. And I was like, stop it, bro. Stop it, bro. <laughs> pit bull says Dale. I get it. Go fuck yourself. And then he also said, that's why I American express my love for you. I was like, get the fuck out of my face, bro. Get this fucking dog shit out of my face. Stop you American express your love. Eat my ass, bro. Stop it. <laughs> and another thing, kind of talking about like the the underwhelmed versus overwhelmed like bit of it i guess the one thing that i that gets lost and it's kind of my thing with eminem right which is that like eminem's highs are super high like fucking eminem's bangers are absolute fucking bangers for real right like a hundred percent eminem's whack shit is super whack and there's way more of the whack shit than everything else and so like What's funny is, like, all right, so Jay-Z has, I feel like he has, like, I don't think his bad shit is as bad as Eminem's bad shit, personally. Mm. I don't know that his good shit is, it's close, but I still think, like, some of Eminem's, like, best stuff is better than some of Jay-Z's best stuff. But, when we're looking at the list, it's like, all right, Reasonable Doubt came out in 1997? 1996, 19, yeah. Right around there. Hold on. Reasonable doubt. Okay, stop it. Come on, Google. I type in reasonable doubt. You think I want to know about the legal drama that just started last year? <laughs> Get the fuck out of my face. Reasonable, dra- uh, reasonable doubt, 1996. You're right. So, 96. And then, I would say the last album that had a big push for him, where I felt like I didn't think he was washed yet, was probably the Blueprint 3. Mm-hmm. That was 2009. So that's a 13-year span where I didn't assume the shit would be bad. You know what I mean? Like, like then, like Magna Carta, Holy Grail came out. And I was like, eh, I don't know. Actually, hold on, just to be clear, definitely later than that. Now that I think about it, Magna Carta was uh, 2013. Was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then okay. he had that last one. What is it called? The uh, uh, four, 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 four. That one yeah. I think was pretty good. That one was at least like a. Right. That one is at least him like. Being like, oh, I need to do something a little bit more. I can't just coast. Right. Also, just to be clear, actually, uh, 1996 to 2011, because Watch the Throne was 2011, and that shit was a banger. So, from from 2011 to 1996, like, that's a 15-year span where I'm assuming that the songs he puts out are going to be good. I do not have that with Eminem. Like, Eminem's, like, first three albums, and after that, I'm like... That's probably going to be some dog shit. (laughs) And that's why it's hard for me to put... I valued the consistency. 
I know it's not true because I know the Eminem show came out in 2002. Mm-hmm. But I feel the way about Eminem, and well, and the, he had, you know, Love the Way You Lie, like some popular pop hits with Rihanna and shit, like in the early 2010s. But I feel like the main push behind his popularity is the same one that New Metal had, and I feel like 9-11 killed both of them. Um, <laughs> 9-11 think, killed Eminem. <laughs> killed Eminem in terms of, in terms of, I, but that's the thing is like, it's not true. Because, like I said, Eminem shows 22, or 2002, and then we had Rihanna hits, and then a couple of Marshall Mathers 2 was huge. Like, But in terms of what I go, what is stuff that I want to listen to? It's all stuff before. It's like, it's like in, it, his his vibe is the same one that, like, in how in 1999, literally that year we had one, we had at least four movies where white men are tired of working in an office and they don't see the point. You had American Beauty, Fight Club, the Matrix, Office Space, Election. I think that's it. But at a minimum, five movies where it's like white men are just like, I, the idea of working in office is so redundant that I, it's breaking my soul. Like, right. right? And, And then it's like that same thing where it's like, there's like this sort of stagnation and you just go, I'm angry at my mom. And so you do raps about it. But then 9-11 happens and then everybody goes, oh, wait, there's like bigger issues at hand. There's like people, we saw people die on TV, thousands of them. And so then it just kind of, same thing with New Metal. It's like, why are you angry? And it's like, well, there's other things to be angry about. And it's like, well, what are we, you know what I'm saying? It just kind right. of kills the mood. It's like farting during the quiet part of a party, right? Like everybody goes, oh, okay, we all heard that. And now the mood's kind of ruined. <laughs> and... But like I said, I don't think that's true about Eminem because he was very successful afterward. But in my mind, I just see him as that blonde hair guy. And then, you know, he wasn't, it just kind of it's, ended right at the turn of the millennium. I mean, it's a little different for the generic public, but that's how I, kind of how I feel about Drake, right? Like I had Thank Me Later, uh, Take Care, and then the next one. And then like after that, there's a specific sound. That, obviously, there's not the traumatic national event, but like. There's those, like, three-album period. And then he had, like, that uh, summer where he was, like, hitting, like, the singles kind of out of nowhere that didn't even end up on albums. Like, Mm -hmm. those were all, like, those all sounded like Drake. And then after that, it just, like, it was popular, kind of like Eminem, right? Like, fucking Rap God is popular, even though I think that song's dog shit. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, it's popular, but I'm like, I don't get it. Like, this shit is not... It's not the same dude, right? Like, it does not feel like the same dude to me. At some point, like, it... And, and, you know, maybe views and stuff like that, like, it's... It's not as bad as the stuff that's now. I think the qual It's at least higher quality. But I still feel like that original Drake sound is definitely lost after, like, two or three albums. Like, it, it definitely it's, sounds different. sounds different. And I, I can kind of pin... I know what you mean because I listen. I, sometimes I listen to the old songs in, in, in shuffle, and I'm like, "This doesn't sound like him now." It's like a different flow. It's like he got. It's like he did all these different flows, and then he got stuck on one, and then he just wasn't. It's like he got frozen. He's like got a tick, and he wasn't able to go back. And I can, I can, I almost in my mind pinpoint the exact song where it happened, which is in 2015, early 2015. He releases two songs for free. One of them is God's Plan. Okay, yeah. And the other one, the one where I think he gets stuck, is a song called Diplomatic Immunity. 
and that one he has a certain cadence. He sounds like it sounds like Drake, but uh, like 0.75, and he has not changed that since then. 2018 diplomatic community. Ever since then, it's been that sort of like, yeah, I don't know. Like you said, it's like call me Pitbull because of, you know what I'm saying. Like I can't replicate it because I can't sound like I don't sound like him. But he hasn't. Before he would do different ones, he would go up and down. There was this energy. Now it's like they he just goes and they be like, all right. How many do I? How it's, many songs do I go? Even when well, he's rapping now, it feels like a little sing-songy, which isn't like necessarily a problem. But it's like even his raps now are all melodic. Like I don't feel like he's ever like rapping just to rap, except for like off of a recent song I can think of is fucking uh fucking. It's not super recent, but like back to back. I, I that one's on my place. Every time it comes on, I'm like, you know what? Actually, he's kind of fucking spitting. But then, like, I, all his album shit, I'm like, I don't know. Like, even uh, what's the song right now with Twenty One Savage? It's on the radio all the fucking time. Oh, um, Rich Flow, Rich Flex. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Twenty One. Yeah. All right. So when he comes on, he I can't remember exactly how it goes, but like the thing, like it's. He says something about being Slaughter Gang CEO, but he's like singing the whole time at the beginning of like when his verse comes on. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, it's just oh you that one. Yeah, yeah. Slaughter Gang CEO. I can't remember exactly how he says it, but like he's singing that whole section, and I'm just like, like you said Slaughter Gang CEO while you're singing. Like what? What is it? Like this <laughs> rap, bro? Like what do you, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Um, you mentioned back to back. You're like, hey, you know, a fairly recent song. And I was gonna say, I was like, can I tell you something? Stop it, bro. That song is almost ten years old. Oh God! <laughs> it's ten years old in about eighteen months. Oh no! <laughs> it came what out like shit? right at the start of 2015. Bro, <laughs> that's how I, that should tell you exactly how I feel about Drake because this uh-huh. shit is like the 2015. Yeah, now this shit's like the last shit where I was like, mm-hmm. man, he's spitting. Bro, he said back-to-back back like I'm on the cover of Lethal Weapon, bro. I was like, that shit's a banger, bro. <laughs> right? Like, that's what I'm saying. He doesn't do that anymore, right? Like, he can right. do it right. He dropped 0 to 100 in 2014. And I'm like, yo, no point intended, but they smelling defeat in the air. And I'm like, oh, my God, because he's talking about the shoes not splitting, right? The scenes not splitting yeah. or something like that. And I'm like, oh, let's go, right? He could do no wrong. And then... He, like I said, he's just singing, and then he does Diplomatic Community, and then he just sticks, and then he just can't break out of it. And I, and I knew it was in trouble in 2015 when I was listening. I think it was Mob Ties, and he's just rapping. And I used to be able to just go, you know, it sounds weird to say go far from far, but I would, li- I would be able to rap every single song he did, every single cadence. I love the lines. But for that one, I'm just like, there's nothing that's pulling me in. I'm just kind of like, okay, cool, but there's no, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm getting old, but I'm like, that can't be true. No, it's the kids who are wrong. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, I think he still has a great one in him. He just needs to, I don't know. You know what I feel like was a very foreshadowing for him, for me? I, I'm really sorry that every time I talk about Drake, this turns into me shitting on Drake for a solid fucking minute. But, like, I don't know, man. it just be like that sometimes. But, like, the foreshadowing for me, um, I was like... This is what Drake's doing is actually legitimately on nothing was the same because it's Wu Tang Forever because Wu Tang Forever I mean yes. it's just doing a lot of like crooning 
on a song called Wu-Tang Forever. Like, you could not come up. Like, it should not. That should not be the song that you're crooning on. If you're going to have a song called Wu-Tang Forever, it should not be the song you're crooning on. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the thing is, is, people love that shit. And I was like, I don't see it. And then, like, it's like people. He was like, hold on. Y'all, y'all like when I do this? All right. What, what if I just do it some more? Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? You know what? Another one is. Uh, hold on. Let me just see when it came out. What's the year? You're just not gonna tell me. Okay, 2016. When did nothing was the same come out? Uh, 2013. Okay, bro. I knew some. I knew it was gonna be a fucking problem when Hotline Bling got as big as it did because that shit mm-hmm. is. I do mm-hmm. not like that song. Like <laughs> the memes were hilarious. The song itself is not very good, and that's just like his most popular song on Spotify. Just, just in case you weren't sure. Like, ding, 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 ding. Yeah, that was like that was like 2015. 20. He put it on views, kind of like in the same way that we said where the song's so big that they're like, "I'm not I'm not gonna put it on there." Yeah. He just tacked it on at the end. He was like, "Here you go, two more." Yeah, he go two more. Um, two years later. But v, so nothing was the same. I love, but that shit yeah. is like 13 songs, 14 songs in and out. Get it done. Views is like twenty, but if you trims, dude, they're like I I, I remember. T- I think I've said on here before. I was like, more life I love about the same as views, but only because all the songs on there for me are like seven or eight. Whereas in views, there are ten out of tens on there, but there are also some three out of tens, some four out of tens, right? Like I will always love Controller in One Dance, and then there's one called um, Feel No Waves that I love. It's not him rapping. It's more sing-songing. But it sounds great, and he's great on it. But then there's some stuff where I'm like, oh, okay, redemption. Okay, cool. cool. Um, but that's I views. I was like, I don't know, bro. Okay, all right. You're not you're not batting a thousand anymore. You're close. I'll give you a pass. And then he did more life a year later, and I was like, you know what? You redeemed yourself. I'm there. And then Scorpion, but Scorpion, I was like, all right, we are. Uh, we're we're, <laughs> we're in dangerous water, and I don't even remember what came after that. I, that's what I'm saying. Like you know, you were like you you said you know nothing was the same. When was it? And I was like, that was September 2013, right? Like I knew exactly when albums, I knew exactly when it was. But then now after more life, I'm like Squid and Scorpion. I'm like, what came after that? Did he have like, was it was the next album after that the fucking baby one, the Certified Lover Boy? Was that the next one? Could be. Or was it? What was the other thing after? Right? Like I'm. That's what I'm saying. Is like I. I, I <laughs> Maybe it's I'm getting. That's what I'm saying. Is like, is it like one of those things? Like, am I getting old and I just don't remember things like that? But I'm like, no, because I remember albums, the other albums that I care about and shit and the dates and stuff. So I'm like, so clearly none of them, none of his shit has stuck enough for me to be like, oh, that came out, you know, right after COVID, right before COVID or something. I really struggle because I very frequently am like, am, am I fucking old? And then like, I just. The answer might be yes. That I just can't see it. I'm just obviously blind to my own biases. But I'm just like, I feel like a lot of this shit now is trash. <laughs> like, I just, <laughs> I don't really be finding all that much shit I like anymore. Um, but uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, but when my friend's talking about albums, like, when we're talking about, like, you know, best rappers or whatever, he talks about albums, mm-hmm. and he's like, you know, if, if there's an album and it's got, like, four 10 out of 10 songs on it, that's an amazing album. And I was like, I do not feel that way at all. Like, and maybe I've just been spoiled because, like, I never really was, like, when you're growing up as a kid, I mean, you're not really, 
I don't know. I'm not doing a whole lot of fucking introspection and critical thinking about music. You know what I mean? I'm just listening right, to right. The songs and like, cool songs, good songs, whatever. The radio. But like, I remember the first time, the first time I ever was like, I am looking forward to a release of an album and I want to like really sit down and listen to this album. Mm-hmm. Was fucking... I want to say 2010, um, because there was a whole lot of fucking, uh, yep, it was 2010, uh, I mean, there was a whole lot of, like, mystery behind the album, because it was like, this person's coming out with a new album in 2010, and, like, there's all these people working on it, and this dude has, like, put himself in a studio in Hawaii with all these oh, fucking right. people. And so the first <laughs> album that I ever was like, I'm uh-huh. going to listen to was My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, which is no fucking skips. It's the fucking best album I've ever heard in my life. And like, there's not, mm-hmm. it's just a fucking absolute banger front to back. No skips. Like it's got 10 out of 10s. It also has eight out of 10s and like, but not one song I don't give a shit about. Right? Like the closest thing is probably who will survive in America, and honestly, that kind of feels like a skit to me a little bit. Like, yeah, not, it's like, like a bow at the end, yeah. Yeah. So, like, I'm like, that's the album. And then you know what the fucking next one I could think of off the top of my head is? Fucking Let's See When This Album Came Out. Good Kid Mad City? It sure fucking is, bro. It's Good Kid Mad City. 2012? Yeah, it came October out two years later. And that shit has almost no fucking skips. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think it has any skips now that I'm looking at it, but I would have to listen to it again to be 100% sure. But I'm like, this shit's got 10 out of 10s, and it doesn't have any trash in it. And then I'm like, thinking about all the albums I love, and it's like, it's all albums that I don't need to skip anything. And I realize... Mm-hmm. That I have a wild bias towards Pusha T because I don't think anybody else like I don't know what it is. I just love his fucking music. But even still, like Darkest Before Dawn, I don't skip a single fucking track on that album. So like when I'm listening to albums and I'm telling you who my favorite rappers all the time, it's a bunch of people that don't put out dog shit like ever. You know what I mean? Like Jay-Z. I put Jay Z in my top five out of obligation, but I don't know that I truly feel that way. <laughs> like, because there's, you listen to his albums and there are, there's some fucking four out of tens on there, big dog. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I don't know what to tell you. Like, he'd be hitting some shit where I'm like, I definitely don't want to hear this. Um, <laughs> so, so, and it's just like, I, I was spoiled. Also, just to be clear, I, I had the, the moment where I was like, maybe I'm just old, right? I had that uh-huh. moment three years ago when it was 2020 and i was like i think i talked about it on this podcast actually where i was like maybe i'm just old and like i think my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is the best album i've ever heard in my life and i'm like maybe it's just because it hit me like while i was in high school like very formative kind of time and i just you know I'm not saying I'm one of those dudes who peaked in high school, but like you know, like things have a certain grass the, the rose tinted glasses right so right, I'm like, right. maybe that's it but it's not because when the fucking 2020 rolled around and they did every fucking article about the best albums of the last decade, that shit was first in all of them. I think <laughs> so. I was like, I was right. <laughs> That's what the fuck I'm talking about. And it's like, it's motherfuckers doing albums, but they're not, they were not in high school when that album came out. They're like, I'm 50 years old. This was the best fucking album. I'm like, I fucking knew it. Um, so yeah, but it's unfortunate because when I say my top five, I can't put him in there because he's a goddamn psychopath now. 
<laughs> so I'm just always like, man, I would have put him in there not that long ago, but you know, here we are now. But also, again, as far as the time period, I mean, college dropout was we were talking about like M's, M's period was like really short. College yeah. dropout was 2004. Jesus, which was another album that like a lot of people didn't love, but I, I loved. Yeah, that was uh, 2013. I'm looking at it now. And I would say, no, I don't. I don't have a skip on this album either. There, I it used to be either send it up or guilt trip, and I think it's like it grew on me. But yeah, that's mm-hmm. 2013. So that's fucking what we said, 2004 to 2013. Yeah, that's nine that's years of classic fucking years. albums, yeah. <laughs> like classic albums. That's, man, so except, maybe except 808s. Much... Yeah, maybe that's maybe that dude's right. Maybe four ten out of tens is actually a really solid fucking album, but I I jumped in at the wrong time. Nothing will ever achieve <laughs> what that first album achieved. Exactly, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's tough. It's bad times. Now I'm listening to like again, I'm I'm old man shaking my fist at the sky, but like I do not think these Ice Spice songs are any good, dude. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Just don't fuck with it. She used the bikini bottom like beat. I just can't, bro. Stop it. Like, what are we doing right now? <laughs> we'll give her that. Is that people were like, this shit sounds like the shit from Bikini Bottom, and she named it Bikini Bottom. So yeah. I was like, oh, okay. That's, all right. That's a good. I'll give yeah, you that. I'll give you that, but also I still do not like it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, props to you taking it on the chin, but I still don't like it. Um, but yeah, no, nah, I just I don't know, man. It's, I'm old, I guess. I guess is what has happened. Yeah, no. Time has passed me by. Um, <laughs> my son's gonna be listening to some absolute dog shit. I'm gonna be like, I can't. I gotta get you out of here, bro. But anyway, so that was a uh, Drake. I God, that went off track, bro. Search, but anyway, <laughs> Search and Rescue is fucking bad, and it's not because I'm old. Because everyone thinks it's bad. Exactly. Uh, like, it's not. It's not just me. I've seen them. I have proof. <laughs> they took down the fucking post. Says uh, <laughs> so that. Um, do you want to touch on this last thing real quick? The uh, yeah, yeah. Let me. Uh, yeah, I can talk about my two things real quick, and then we can talk about the tournament. So I've, I watched uh, Ghost Protocol, Mission Impossible Four. It's okay. April, so it's the fourth one. It's still great. Sydney really liked it. The action looks great. I'm just, I can't wait for next month for Rogue Nation. Um, it. I told her I was like, it's nice that it, you know you can. It's the first movie that mentions you know how we. I talked to you about the team about how it focuses on the team before and the team becomes a big thing. Yeah, it's the first one where he, there's like a big emphasis on that. He even and the movie ends with him being like, oh, you know what we did this mission, this team. Whereas before, he focuses a lot on, um, you know, kind of like himself. He's the guy, right? right. Um, and so yeah. Oh, and there was a quick tweet from Christopher McQuarrie where they were like somebody asked him he's the writer director of uh, five and six and the, the last two seven and eight and they were like so i saw an interview that you said that ethan hunt doesn't really like doing the stunts the things that he do he does he like he just doesn't like doing them so why does he do them and then christopher mccrory said it's because a hero does things that are necessary not wanted and I told Sydney, I sent tweet, Sydney a tweet. I'm like, this is why these movies get so good later on. It's because the first movies, he's like, I'm the cool, especially two, I'm the cool spy. In, in, uh, in three, right. he's like, I'm doing this because I'm the guy that gets it done because I'm the cool guy. Whereas later on, it's like, I'm the guy who does these because I'm the guy who's here to do them. And only right. I can do them. And so I thought that, that was, and she was like, what do you mean? I was like, it's a very subtle change, but it's one that changes everything. Yeah. In it, terms it, of how it you look. It goes from action hero to reluctant hero. 
to like an actual person who just happens to be I think well you haven't well no never mind I was gonna it was gonna be a line from the fifth one but you haven't seen it yet but yeah so we're watching that in May if you want to catch it sometime in May okay absolutely will um and so that's Ghost Protocol and the other one is a movie called A Thousand and One starring Tiana Taylor it's a small drama about New York and I think the reason I want to talk about it is because I think if you have a chance to see it I think you should I think it's not I I want to you know. I don't want to just talk about Super Mario Bros. movies because they're huge and they don't really need our help. Whereas mm-hmm. if you're listening to this and you're like, you know what? I just want a simple human drama that's in and out, two hours. Just give me an, a story of a person and it's emotional. I think this one's great. Um, but uh, yeah, that's all I've been watching. Um, but uh, yeah, we can we can talk about the tournament, the NCAA tournament. Um, the, did you watch any of the, uh, of the final or the game? Uh, UConn won, for those listening, if you didn't catch up, but... So, uh, the only game I watched of the NCAA tournament was Iowa versus South Carolina, which you know means that I watched the women's basketball fucking NCAA (laughs) tournament game, and not Mm -hmm. the men's one. Yeah, I only watched, I watched uh, uh, the final four game, the San Diego versus FAU, just the back end, because that one's really close, back and forth. Um... But I, I want. I, I mean, I kept up with the final. It's kind of boring. I was like, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, I the first weekend, I just wanted because Carolina didn't make the tournament. I just was cheering against Kansas, Kentucky, and Duke, and they all lost. I think within like a twenty-four hour window. So I was happy. I was like, you know what? This makes it all worth it. Mwah, beautiful. None of them make it to the second weekend. Fuck y'all. Um. So after that, it was kind of like, well, like I don't. I didn't really have a a horse in the in the in the game. You know, I remember a couple years ago when Zion was at Duke. You know, they played, uh, where did Taco Fall go? F-A- FAU, FSU, TCU? Well, it was one. It was a small college, but they almost beat them. And I was like, God damn it. And then they almost lost to another team. And then they lost to Michigan State. So I, like, I had blood in the game. Or I had, you know, a horse in the race, but only because it was, I was cheering against Duke. But this year I was like, well, there's really no reason to watch. Mm-hmm. I don't really care about any of them. I mean, I would have liked to have been, you know, UConn or, uh, you know, FAU versus Miami or FAU versus Texas or some shit, just because um, I think I, I always enjoy when it's like a first time team, not, yeah, you know, not a fifth time team. Um, but uh, yeah, and I think UConn winning is nuts because I think you and I have talked on here before about how to win a national championship it takes talent, you got to be good, and then luck, like an insane amount of luck, because you can be one of the greatest teams of all time, and if you just show up and don't play well, you know the, the ball doesn't go in, you just straight up lose, right? Um. And it's just crazy because they've won five in 25 years. But like I was telling Sydney, I was like, the last time they won was in 2014. They haven't been back to the tournament since then. And this is the first, I think this is the second year that they've been back. They went, they made it to the round of the second round last year. And now they're back again. And then they just win, right? They either <laughs> right. are in it and they win the whole thing or they're just like shit at home. They're like, don't do anything. And it's just insane because they either go Kimba and then he's like an eighth seed, and they win, and then they're shit, and then they get the other guy who's uh, Shabazz Napier. They're like yeah. seven seed, and they win, and there's nothing, and then they get these guys, and not only did they win, they like destroyed everybody. They won every game by like fifteen <laughs> points, and it's like, but you know, there, there's nobody on the team, right? You know, those iconic teams. You go, oh, Zion or Adam Morrison or Jimmer or even Steph Curry, right? But there's like right. I don't, I can't even remember. I don't even know who won most outstanding player or like Jalen Brunson. Or, um, I don't know, uh, uh, Drew Timmy, I don't know, he didn't win, but, you know, it's like, you you know at least a player that's, like, the guy. Right. But, like, 
this guy, I don't know any of these. So overall, it was a, as a tournament, it was kind of boring. Mm-hmm. I was just glad that you know the teams that I hate also lost early. Yeah, yeah, I definitely, yeah, for whatever reason, and it's also weird. Like I need, like I want teams to get in there for the first time, but then I also like, yeah, I feel like you need to know somebody, right? Like Davidson, like Steph Curry, right? Like, but it's like, mm-hmm. frankly, like. The, what was it? Fucking FAU, San Diego State. It's like I don't really, I don't really know shit about either of these teams. I don't really mm. care. <laughs> like, and that, if I, it might have been a good game, but like, I mean, I didn't watch it. There's yeah. no like rooting interest for me, right? Um, and, and and the crazy thing is also kind of like how you and I were also talking to you before, where it's like the reason you want those shitty like low level teams to win is because this is it, right? Like right. you kind of been back. They're gonna be back. You know, Kansas will be back. Like those, those teams will get they'll get a couple of really good team players and they'll be right back. They'll be in the Elite Eights, they'll be in Final Fours again in the future. FAU, dude, they're not even gonna sniff a sweet sixteen ever again. San Diego State <laughs> is solid. They're you know, maybe an Elite Eight here or there. But dude, like this is it. FAU, that's all they that's all they're ever gonna get. Right, they're not even gonna come close to a Sweet Sixteen again, and so it's like to be so close. You go like, like remember Butler? I remember said Butler back to back national right. championship appearance. Like, they're not. They haven't been even close since <laughs> then, and they're not gonna be close for another hundred years. So yeah. that I think would, if I was a Butler person, I'd just be like, God damn it, he fucking almost nailed that shot from half court. Gordon. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> yeah. but uh, yeah, that's the tournament. Uh, yeah, that's how the tournament goes. Uh, a lot of heartbreak, and you know, but then you know, sometimes it's boring. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was the NCAA tournament. Um, I, I want to hit you with a fun fact that I heard on Bobani Jones podcast. Mm-hmm. Just because, all right. So in the, it, just, it has nothing to do with anything other than basketball. Um, in the NBA playoffs, um, NBA Western Conference stand seating. Let's go seating. All right, the, I think, third seed, if I'm not mistaken, in the West. Isn't it the Kings? It is the Sacramento Kings. Which is fucking nuts. Yeah, so the thing is, is fucking DeMontis Sabonis has been amazing. Um, He's probably been their best player. He's really young, or at least I think he's really young. Um, But so they're the number three seed on Bamani Jones' podcast. All right, so you know ESPN on ABC, like when they play the NBA games on it, ABC? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, like the Sunday afternoon games, yeah. The Sacramento or just Kings. Like anytime. The Sacramento Kings have not played a game on ABC mm-hmm. since 2002. How? Right? And he said it was literally the first night they did it. Like, the first wow. night there's, like, NBA on ABC, the Sacramento Kings played, and have not been on ABC since. And so he was like, he was like, you know, nobody knows shit about the Sacramento Kings. He was like, but it's not it's not our fault. We haven't been able to see him for fucking 20 years. Like, you haven't shown us a Sacramento Kings game dude, I would love to see in two decades. What, <laughs> I would love to see what the number of, like, Lakers games they've been on. Right. Like, I'm sure it's, like... Like, Lakers, Heat, Knicks, you know what I mean? Bulls, like, he, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, like, it's, Celtics, yeah. 
it's kind of like, I remember, I forget who it was where they were like Sunday night games. They did the Sunday night games because they've only been doing Sunday night football since like, I think 2006 or 2007. I think that was like the first year they did it when they moved Monday night football to ESPN. And so they said something like the Cowboys and the Eagles and the Giants were like the top teams, the Steelers. And apparently the, the smallest team, which I think by like a fifth, have been the Dolphins. <laughs> so let me see, Sunday night football appearances. Um, oh, I don't want that. I want the reviews. I want that. I just want to know who's played the most. Um, but yeah, it's it's crazy because it's kind of like how you said where you were like, oh, like I'm sure it's been, you know, often, but nope, it's it's just they don't get a chance to. Yeah, and I'm just like, what? How does that even happen? Right? How are? Here's the thing. If nothing else. How is there not a bunch of motherfuckers in the Sacramento Kings front office like, hey, can we get some fucking airtime <laughs> to the NBA? You know what I mean? Like, like hey, can we? <laughs> like, you got to be lobbying somewhere, bro. You know what I mean? Like, you got to be throwing some 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 dirty money around and just trying to get on TV, bro. <laughs> like, what are you talking? I have to imagine mm-hmm. that Sacramento Kings tickets have got to be the cheapest fucking tickets around because nobody knows anybody's on the fucking team. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I looked up uh, Sabonis. I didn't realize he went to college. I thought he was drafted like from Europe. He Did played he in Gonzaga Eden, Eden, for two years. Oh, okay, never mind. I don't know why. No, he, he went. He, went to, he was at Gonzaga for two years. <laughs> and he, aver- <laughs> he averaged he averaged seventeen point six points and eleven point eight rebounds. Okay. Also, college. just just thirty five from threes. Jesus. I feel better because he went. He, he played. On the Pacers in Indiana, so I didn't I didn't pull that completely out of my ass. I, my brain just yeah. knew Indiana because that's where he started. Um, but yeah, I think he's been. I don't know uh, the stats you read. Are, are is that him this year? Oh, oh sorry, that's him in college. Sorry, that's because you know usually when you have a good player in college, I was like I've never really heard of him in college. But those are kind of insane All stats. And right, his stats this year. He's averaging 19 points, 12 rebounds, and 8 assists on 62% shooting. Jesus. That's 37 from three. That's good. That's, that's really good. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Hold on. Stop it, bro. This can't be right. I I feel like this tells me this is, okay, yeah, 47% from three. Is that what you said? No, 37. 37, sorry. 37. Uh, 47 would be insane. He shot 52 from Indy when I mean, he was in Indiana. When, yeah. Oh, also, but like right here at home this season, he shot 47 from three. And in his last 10 games, he has shot 67 from three. Did you see that? <laughs> this motherfucker's sad... spitting. What? <laughs> what the fuck? Um, uh, about KD, about how. He shot. He's the first guy to ever shoot 55, 40, 90. Yeah, I did see that. I also saw he hasn't lost a game since he's been in Phoenix. Now, he's been hurt a bunch, but I don't think he's lost since he's been in Phoenix. Yeah, and then him and LeBron haven't played since 2018. So, But next year, they'll definitely have to because they'll, you know, they're in the West. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. That was the Sabonis hour here. Yeah, on the, the Sabonis hour, <laughs> the Sacramento Kings that you haven't seen play yeah. in 21 years. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for the playoffs. We'll do. We can do next episode. I'll put it in here, but we could do um, 
an NBA, you know, we usually pick our NBA oh, yeah. uh, playoff preview. Um, but, I mean, it's wide open. So I I'm think excited. so, yeah. I mean, having Steph and, Steph and LeBron and everybody, you know, the old guard down at the bottom of the West is going to be exciting. Yep. I'm definitely, I'm actually looking forward to the playoffs this year, for sure. But, all right, that's the episode for this week. Yeah. Um, if you want to catch me, you can catch me at T-Moneybags on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at Evercastro92 on Instagram, and I will be a married man the next time you hear my oh, voice. Oh, shit. Ooh. That is true. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know why you went ghost sounds. <laughs> this motherfucker's like, I'll be married. <laughs> Luigi's <laughs> Mansion. Like, what? Evercastro <laughs> <laughs> Mansion 3. Uh, if you want to catch the podcast, you can catch us at DiffAnimalsPod on Instagram and Twitter, or you can email us, DifferentAnimalsPodcast at gmail.com. As usual, stay safe, stay entertained, and we'll catch you in two weeks. Later. Peace.